0: All right, welcome, Arm our, our Training App. My name is Rich Ryan. Joining me today is the M, Meg the Jacoby. M. What's up?
1: <laughs> Not much, you.
0: Nothing really. Just, just getting through. Uh, we got some cool things to talk about. You were just at the Alpha Warrior, the inaugural, the Alpha inaugural Warrior. first,
1: first official with civilians,
0: with civilians. They've,
1: they've done this before. Right. Just military. I don't think they've had it in a little while, like a few years maybe. Um, but this was the first time they brought some military personnel with some 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 civilians together to compete in a little more of a hybrid style competition. I think they changed it. The course was kind of the same, but with the fitness stations in between. So
0: our guy Ryan Kent was part of like the organ organized organizing body of it i suppose and then you know we were talking yesterday it's like hey when can we record our guys how about 6 p.m mst meg like, well, it's like 8 p.m it's late for you but like you know is that can you make that happen you're like it is late i'll make it happen no problem and kent's like hey i can't make it <laughs> classic classic that's how he, that's how he rolls so that's why that's why it's just us, and that's why it's a little bit behind schedule today. So we do want to talk about that, and the RMR app has been out for about three weeks now. we got some questions rolling in uh, kind of about what to expect there. So I do want to answer some of those, and that's something that we we're going to kind of roll out specifically for the app members uh, more, more often. Uh, but this time we're just going to kind of test pilot at this piece at the end of this episode today. So, Meg, this hybrid training this hybrid race hybrid this was definitely like a race right sometimes yeah. there's hybrid like events which would be more like rally in the valley like grit games uh what battle bunker is probably going to turn into but this was a straight up race kind of like what we're used to yeah
1: like but one shot that's it one shot one and chance
0: it, it wasn't necessarily how these hybrid races have been what we're used to like a high rocks or a decafit where it's running and fitness right. stations this was like fitness station and obstacles. Yeah. Almost no yeah. running at all.
1: Zero running. Literally none.
0: Not, um, not, not one run. Kind
1: of wished there were.
0: Could have so, used there it. There
1: was. Could have <laughs> yeah, used it. Could have helped me out. Um, The obstacles were cool. This was my first race ever doing anything with obstacles at
0: all. You've done no OCR events? No.
1: None. Unless you count like the Noob Sanity. And it's literally the goofy games of Noob Sanity. And I, and yeah, I know yeah. where... Some people are like, stop saying goofy games. It's literally like (laughs) Jared, Matt Davis. Ah. It's literally like Jared Newby comes up with the most ridiculous things to do like purposefully. And Mm -hmm. it's a team thing. And they usually, they've gotten me there. That's the one thing up there I'll do a year is that. And That's the commando I, thing. Commando cup, and I ninety yeah. percent of the time I'll just like hold the heavy thing while everyone else does the obstacles <laughs> right, on right. my team, and right. I'm just like I can just run with the fifty pound bag. It's fine. Like this is my this is my contribution. Um, is like the strength component. The grunt but, work. The grunt work exactly. So this was my first thing with obstacles, and um, you know I didn't really get to test any of them. So I failed zero. I will.
0: I'm gonna clap yeah. from
1: myself.
0: Give me a clap. Um, clap it up.
1: And they were fun. I actually really liked them. But I will say, like, I was super banged up after. Like, Sunday, everything is metal. Like, these are just like these huge metal. And you're trying to, like, obviously do it really fast. Like, this is not like an endurance race, really, at all. It's going to be like over in 30 minutes. So, um, like you're just drilling yourself on stuff and hitting, cutting yourself up, and then the next day I was like, wow, um, like everything kind of hurts, like in weird places, you know. Like I wasn't sore, but I was like, wow, what did I do to my ankle? I'm like, <laughs> just bruising and cuts everywhere.
0: So. And you said some of like your like pulling like vertical pulling muscles, right? Yeah, like there lats were there and... were
1: a lot of like there were like some weird hanging type stuff um so I was like oh I don't like I don't do that motion very often if I'm doing anything hanging it's like a pull-up so that was kind of fun um but yeah honestly I felt like I did pretty decent it was Carly had gotten pretty far ahead I got really screwed honestly kind of by my judge on the first station and I think I had told you that like we had to do a skier with a 40-pound bag, like, on our back, but it was a sandbag, so they had just, like, brute force made these straps, like a backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, They weren't that great, so mm-hmm. one of mine got wicked loose, like, in the middle, and the other was super tight, so it was like, just, like, flopping all over. I was like, this is annoying um then we get off and like the first obstacle were these big like barrels we had to get up and over but we had to throw our sandbag over Mm -hmm. so I threw my sandbag over the first one and my judge tells me to leave it there in the middle of the obstacle and finish and I was like I don't think that's right and he's like no yeah that's right do that and I was like okay so I keep going I end up coming off that last because you were supposed to throw it over every single one so Mm -hmm. I was right and I just like like it's not something I've that we're we've done before. So I'm just like listening to the guy who I think should know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had to come out, like go around and underneath into the middle of the obstacle. Now some of the guys left their bag in front of the first one. So they never threw it over. So that was fine because they went around, grabbed it, and then came right back around. I had to like go under. In the middle, like, get it out, go under these bars on the side and, like, come out. So I lost quite a bit of time there. And then I kind of had to, like, fight my way back up. And thankfully, I'm very, I was good at the um, the bag over the wall thing. Mm-hmm. So I was able to catch up and, like, get way ahead or catch up and get a little bit ahead um, at that point. But at that point, like, Carly was already, like, mhm she, cause she's obviously very good at that too. So she was like already on the bike by the time I got there. And then like Chris, Chris would catch me. It was funny cause Chris and I just kept going like this mm-hmm. cause I would get ahead on the station and then she would beat me on the, the next obstacle. So we'd end up like coming into everything like literally together. So every station work portion, we'd end up coming in together and like I'd get a tiny little lead. And then whatever the obstacle was, she'd just like, you know, like fly mm-hmm. through it, which was obviously to be expected. So um, the fact that I was just like in the mix with her, I felt pretty good about. But i I was a little disappointed because I felt like had I not gotten behind from the get go, then I would have probably been ahead enough where that wasn't happening. So she got me on the last obstacle into the like dead ball on the wall. We had to pick up like a, you know, a few different dead balls and they went up in weight. So she got ahead of me. It was like a spider wall. Mm. <laughs> and I got through it and I got through it. I saw it, that but one I and I was, like, good. I was like, she oh through that so fast. I was She's like, what really the good. hell? And then, um, <clears> you know, I'm like, just I like I'm making it through. But like, I, you know, obviously not as proficient. So i'm trying it, to, i'm being cautious because i don't want to fail it and fall right, right? so i'm like kind of taking my time and she's like gone uh um, was
0: that a because i saw that and we didn't really get a good look at what it entailed to get through it from the live stream but i saw it and it looked kind of weird and i was like oh man this might not be so awesome you had to
1: <laughs> jump from a platform onto a trampoline
0: uh-huh
1: and then like from the trampoline like like stick
0: the sides stick yeah. W- to the
1: sides. Like
0: they, they would were, have an American Ninja Warrior, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And, um, there were ropes, there were three ropes in it, but they were re- like, they're very far apart. So you have to like really get a good swing on the rope to get to the next rope. They were very far apart. So, and honestly, like, I don't, Chris definitely didn't use the ropes. She just like did that like thing through it where she just, I don't know. And I ended up doing that too. Like I grabbed the first rope that really honestly didn't help me. And then I realized like, I don't even really need these ropes. Like I can just like do this too, but you know, like you're going through that and you're not realizing how much time that's like sucking up, like making this decision. Um, so I get, then I got through out of that and then, you know, I'm hustling on the, on the balls. but as soon as she put the hundred pound up, which was the last one, you had to just get over the barrier. So then I was like, "All right, well, I'll just take take a couple seconds to get this last one because I'm out."
0: And I was so, confused at that point because I saw, because the way that it worked, it did it eliminate athletes through the entire time or just yes, at the very end?
1: The entire time. So basically, there were like they called them pits. So every every um every station that you like had to get over a wall and then into the middle, they considered a pit. So the pit was the elimination. So the last person to get to that next pit got cut and that just kept going on and on. And so that was like a really interesting element to this because all of a sudden there's no one behind you. And you're like, Oh like shit. It's me. You know what I mean? And you're like, you're like you kind of like forget that that's happening because they just like gracefully bow out and you, you don't even really know. so then at the, at the end, i'm we're in that last pit, and I'm like, "Oh no, it's me, I'm last now, like shit. so um so that was kind of like cool like i I actually I thought that that was a cool way of doing an elimination style because it's like happening during, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, But then at the same time. It's one of those things where the it was like the skier and then you know we had the the sandbag overs and a couple things and then it was like the echo bike, so like if you were not like really strong on those two machines, those were like two of the first three stations, and you're it was done. fifty it was fifty it's a lot that's a lot, so like if yeah, like you're done so. I would say like the bigger athletes probably had more of an advantage in the first half of it because someone like Carly, she's going to like, there was a a girl on my team, Tiffany, who was like five, one, like she's a tiny little athlete. Like she's just, she's at a disadvantage on the ski. Um, and then obviously on the echo bike, it's like power output. Right. So like, yeah. So that was kind of, that's like the one caveat where it's like, I, that's why the elimination style kind of sucks because mm-hmm. you could be good at something really far at the end, like Tiffany, and then the Stephanie girl who is on the other team. They were the first two women to get cut. They they can crush that yoke.
0: Like, oh, really?
1: They can do it at the heavier weight, like easily. Really? Yeah. So, like, had they gotten to that point, like that, they would have been through it and. They've done all the obstacles, so, like, they know how to get through that big Alcatraz thing at the end. Yep. Not saying they would have been better than Chris, because, again, Chris, this is her jam.
0: She's done the best in the world. Yeah. It's,
1: exactly. Um, But, like, that's kind of, like, the downside of it. And then you had the hybrid athletes. Obviously, Carly got through the yoke. I didn't get to see her get through it because I was, you know, competing still. But I'm sure it was fast. Um hmm You know, then like Ryland, VJ, Chris, like kind of struggled on the yoke, and I probably would have been okay, but like maybe not that much better. Yeah, how heavy was it? Did
0: it? Did it? Have you played with a yoke before?
1: So I think the yoke itself is roughly two hundred to two twenty-five without weight, without weight on it. Yeah, yeah, and then like because of these different athlete heights, they had to keep it really low, um, like the setting of the like where the bar is so if you're a little taller than where that bar is at and that's like low for your height you're at a huge disadvantage because you're doing like a full squat to get it up from the bottom
0: yeah i heard that they Um, weren't adjusting that which
1: (laughs) they weren't so kind of i think something in the future that they should they should do is like if both if both people who get to the yoke stop to adjust the height, it's going to be like the same amount of time to do that. So it's like, you're not really losing anything if you're both doing it. Does that make right. sense?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you put it at like the highest or lowest.
1: Right. Exactly. <clears throat> like they like they so, Carly, to... like they had to set it to where like the shorter girls could get it up. But then for Carly, who is like do six, like three, that's like super yeah. low. So yeah, that was kind of, um, I think something they'll probably try and improve, um, going forward. And this was like really truly their way of like testing their kind of concept and their idea behind it. And that's why they did like a smaller group of people for the first, for the first Mm. one. So they want to make it a lot bigger.
0: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: I think, I mean, stuff's going to happen. So you'd rather like kind of work out some of the kinks before you have you know, four times, five times the athletes there.
0: And the people are like paying for it to come through it.
1: Right. And then, pe- you know, <laughs> more people are going to be upset. So
0: the, uh, yeah. the yoke piece, the yoke piece in general didn't make a ton of sense, like where it was at all, because if there was three yokes, right. And then that, the next part after that was a pit or whatever, and that was where an elimination was like, then I can see it happening. Like and see making, seeing there be, be value, but it was after a, uh, a pit. So there's mm-hmm. only two people left. So like you said, like Rylan, Chris, VJ, they had a hard time. It didn't even matter. It literally meant nothing right. because they were just waiting it for didn't...
1: exactly. And so then Carly, Carly got kind of screwed there because she was done so quickly with it. Then had to wait for Chris to finish, and then they did that tug thing, right. and Carly had won that but she's still only still got a 10 second but her head start lead on Chris. She had like a 10 minute And lead. obviously Chris is like, so right. Cause she realistically had minutes of like waiting. So th- that was another thing I know they had said that they were going to change going into next year is like how they do that. I suggested they do a heavy farmer carry instead, because I personally feel like it's still adding an element of heavy strength, but mm-hmm. I think, overall more athletes would be able to complete that at a quicker rate than this yoke thing i think it's also just easier to practice heavy farmer carries like Mm -hmm. i don't most people probably don't have a yoke at their gym but like you have heavy dumbbells or heavy kettlebells so like you can figure it out even if you don't have like the real big like farmer carry handles accessible you can still make something happen
0: and then you don't have to worry about the height of people then
1: yeah, and that totally. And it could still be really heavy.
0: It could still be seriously challenging if you make it like two hundred and twenty five pounds for yeah. the deadlift, or for like the right. other deadlift into the farmer's care. Like that's going to be a problem for people.
1: Yeah, for sure. So maybe, maybe I don't. want that. No, I'm just
0: kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No.
0: <laughs> so you, did you get to play around with that yoke? How did that go for you? Um,
1: I tried it. So I tried it at the heavier weight. I think, no, maybe it wasn't. I got it up, but I didn't really try walking with it the morning of. I was just like, I just wanted to make sure I could get it off the ground. So I was like, all right, I got it up. I'm sure I can. That was was the hardest part for most people was just Mm. getting it up because uh it's just kind of an awkward thing so you need to
0: take like really small steps i i saw a clip of really Ryan trying steps. to like run with it and the thing started like swinging like a pendulum yep. and it's like whoa, whoa, and that's whoa, whoa. what yeah. you
1: don't want you don't happen. want that you're almost better yeah. off
0: just like walking it as like easily as you, as you can because <clears throat> yeah. once it's up like you're okay and you, you can kind of get the momentum rolling right but it's a pretty it's a pretty uh it's a cool instrument to have i have bought a yoke for the home gym at first because I was like uh-huh. yeah I'll just have I'll use it as like my squat rack because it has it can come with like j-hooks sometimes yeah and, like, and if it's rogue they have all the attachments and everything and then I just like it was just kind of like it wasn't what I wanted
1: and then I was yeah. like I'm never
0: gonna use this as a yoke yeah um, returned it or so you, just, you, oh, oh, you did it. I, was I sold gonna it say, you
1: just use it for your dead ball
0: <laughs> uh, yeah just for deck dead of balls. dead ball overs that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah right have you done much uh, strongman training Strong person no, training? Is that what was it? Not really
1: at all. So, like, way back in the early days at my gym, um, I would jump in with like some of the guys and we would do like really heavy stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, th- I mean, that was a long time ago. So, it's just different than what I'm doing and need to be doing. And I'm so much more cautious now of like,
0: mm.
1: I don't want to throw my back out. This is the third, this is being 30 and over. <laughs> it's like, my back was like pretty tight um going into the weekend. Like I I just like I don't know, you know how sometimes you're just lifting
0: travel, you know. doing the stuff. The next day yeah.
1: you're like, ooh, like what did yeah, I do? Totally. I didn't hurt myself, but like just didn't feel like my normal self. So I was a little worried about that, but it didn't matter because I didn't even have to do it. So yeah, right.
0: how would you have done in tug of but, war?
1: That thing was really weird. So there was water in the middle of that, and it was actually really heavy. Um, And when I was watching the men, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I'm really glad I'm not doing that. Um, I like they were throwing each other around.
0: I was like very concerned. Rylan kind of dove at yeah uh, vj's knees that one time i was like dude what are you doing don't fucking do that <laughs> like it's yeah. like almost i know he's just trying to like get some leverage or whatever but it seemed like it was, that was like pretty scary yeah um, but yeah, yeah it i th-
1: think i it's like all the military style comps like they want like some little element of, of like combat.
0: combat yeah it's like ugh. like but th- I again, mean,
1: this like, was better than like goer games like it's better it, than wrestling with for ten knives.
0: I don't know. Uh yeah, that shit was goofy. <laughs> but yeah, it's up, it's up there with the with the end of how the original Go Ruck games was when Jared had to wrestle. It's like yeah. Ugh. after all that, it comes down to like yeah. this. Who cares? It's like yeah. well, whatever. You gotta be yeah. ready. Like, all right.
1: Overall, it was really, really well done. Um cool. yeah, and they're just they're like there are people who want to grow another type of competition. So like I totally respect that. It's cool to see so many things popping up. And they had good money. I mean, yeah. they only had six people per team. First place was five K. And then the winning team all made a thousand dollars. So That's sweet. You, basically they did a cross country style team element. So, you know, they added up the scores of like what it. place you finished. It,
0: they didn't do they didn't do lowest score wins. Oh, they did they like wait, if what? you won, you got ten points. If you got second, you got eight oh, points. Okay. Some shit so like that. So they
1: like they flopped it. Okay, just ma- whatever. Just
0: make it cross country. Just give us yeah, our cross country. Come cross-country, on, come damn on it. This,
1: The runners understand that. We that want makes that. makes sense in my head.
0: But. Yeah, for sure. So, so
1: that's cool. You, know, you had didn't you walk, had, walk you had away with element. nothing.
0: Yeah. One thing that when you finished, uh when you were like eliminated, you, I saw you just walk up to Chris, like hand her a belt and kind of coach her through the yoke thing. I was like, wait, what's going on here? Uh, Because I thought you were going to pick up the yoke next year. I was like, she's just like being super nice. But since she was your teammate and you you were out, you're like, you were coaching a VJ a little bit too, right? Same way.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, it's really hard to, I think, like when you're in that element, like remember like cues on how to like pick up something heavy. So I'm like, okay. Take a deep breath in, like, brace your core, like, fill your belly all the way up, brace your core, like, don't breathe out as you're, like, standing the yoke up, you know, like, take, like, like, you're gonna do a heavy squat, like, on the way down, you're holding your breath, and you're exhaling on the way up, it was like, that thing was really heavy, and I could see, like, the, the backs, like, moving, like, not in a great way, and I was like, all right, I need to, like, remind them maybe of cues because like the last thing I wanted to see happen was anyone get hurt yeah and again this is just not something that like we see or do ever so um I just kind of went into like (laughs) strength coach mode and I was like brace your core fill your belly up yell if you have to like get it up yeah and then like when they got it up because that was the hard part. I was trying to like help coach them to like not have to set it down again. Because the yeah. hardest part for them was getting it up. Um, and VJ like crushed it. Like he made that whole length back in one shot. So that
0: was awesome. That was yeah, really cool. It, it, it was. It, and same
1: with Chris. I think like it was very unexpected because the first length they struggled, and then that last one they were like, <laughs> like kind of like fuck this. I'm not. I'm not putting it down. Um, I could see the yoke. So cool.
0: I could see that being a good instrument to help with like a sled push because you have to brace really heavily through your core and still kind of breathe yeah. because it's you're yeah. loaded for so long. Like it's not gonna yeah. have like the same acute like fatigue that it would build in your legs. But the problem with like if you're using a lighter sled or like a tank or something like that is that you don't need to have that upper body bracing and the, right. the sled is so heavy in high rocks, like you need to be able to like. Really brace and breathe at the same time.
1: Yeah, for sure. The breathing so, was is definitely hard with that too, because you're mm-hmm. just your whole you. core is compromised for it's sure.
0: Literally crushing. it. That's why I saw yeah. the belt. I was like, huh. I wonder how that belt works. What, because like you, you, I guess it would just be for the initial lift, right? Yeah. You just yeah. could pr- really press just supporting into it. the
1: back so that you're not like throwing it out. Because
0: <laughs> once it's up, once it's up, I don't know how much the belt would really help, but just getting right. it up, right?
1: Yeah for wow. sure
0: did you just bring the belt did just like pack that in your thing
1: yeah so i just have a two pooed like velcro belt that i just keep in my bag because this Go, is you, like you, the third thing it now you? it's like the third comp i've done in like the last few months where there was like barbell movements or like things like that i mean there wasn't in this one but something heavy where like you'd want to have a belt for and it's just so much lighter for travel so i'm like this is perfect i keep knee sleeves in there too just in case almost wore them during this because i was like everything is metal and i'm gonna just be drilling like these like big wall overs were like there was like no way to avoid like your knees going on them and i was like i'm gonna just screw myself up because i'm gonna be sending it and that's exactly what i did mm-hmm. <laughs> so vj actually wore his knee sleeves after he watched after he watched me like slamming my knees in a, <laughs> a couple times was like holy shit i'm wearing those
0: well i guess if so, there's no running right like
1: yeah like it's not gonna impact you no really
0: um yeah that, that's- int- that's one thing about o c r in general is that you just leave feeling beat up Because like, this was yeah. more o c r than than typically what we're doing, so you just kind of feel like I'm just hurt <laughs> i' I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm in pain, but I'm not like injured, but i'm like I'm hurt after this event for sure, yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah Sunday was like a weird I was like, my body's like
0: achy, but yeah. Wouldn't I expect don't know it. why. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So let's uh, let's shift from that into some questions here. We got some Q and A's, and we'll just kind of kick these around because I think that some of them are pretty fun, pretty good to t- to chat about. Uh, what do you What do you have next? First, where can we find it? What do you do? What do you, what's your next comp? We sure we don't know. We don't know where we're going. <laughs>
1: I'm supposed to be going to Battle Bunker at the end of the month, Mm -hmm. and then it will be Chicago. Right. Chicago for sure.
0: Chicago for show. For show. All right, cool. So RMR training app, we're about three weeks in. Things are really up and going. We're about to launch the Meg Jacoby deal. What are we going to call that?
1: I don't know. What should we call it? You tell me. Megatron. Megatron.
0: The Meg, right? The Meg. The Meg training. The Meg daily. Yeah.
1: Something like that. You, th- we'll, you think about we'll, it. We'll workshop that. We'll
0: workshop some of that. So right now we currently have three programs, three 12-week programs. We have two High Rocks programs, one uh, intermediate, to advanced, one beginner, and we have a 12-week DECA. We also have two daily programming offers, which is from Ryan Kent, myself. Meg's coming shortly. But we got some questions out here from the community. So this one's from Michelle Zimmerman. She wrote a couple questions in, but... What do you think the best way to gain time on the sled is?
1: Do it a lot. A lot. (laughs) Just a lot. Um, Do it compromised. Do it fresh. Do it for speed. Do it heavier. That's my tip. And, And just base strength, I think, comes into play with the sleds um being able to like work through like heavy lactate pushing something heavy is pretty mm. tough so finding ways to kind of get that similar feeling or stimulus even if it's not directly just pushing a sled all the time um i think is a great way to do that like you know we'll do like heavy squats into like a run or mm. something like that or deadlifting into a run or or something of that nature where you're just really fatiguing the legs before you're doing something aerobic, I think
0: mm-hmm. will help. For sure. That'll help the, like the running after the sled, I think is, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Just like do it often, right? Just, like, just do it a lot.
1: You just got to learn how to work through that.
0: Just, yeah. And, that, and that's definitely trainable, but yeah, the sled itself, it seems to be, it's something I'm thinking about a lot now, of course, after just getting rocked by them. So it's like, how can I just, And it seems like something that I've more wanted to manage rather than excel Mm -hmm. at. Like, I saw it as a thing, like, this will be hard for me to really get as to get better than everybody at. So maybe I'll just manage it and be better than everybody at like the running and the rest of the race or whatever. But now it's like, okay, like to actually be able to compete, you have to be as good as everybody in everything. Right. So, like, taking Mm -hmm. a look at the sleds and really trying to work through them and improve in them isn't like improving as much as possible in them. Isn't always an approach that I've had. So this is past week, I kind of wrote up a new program. I'm pushing, I'm going to push it four times a week. So at least. And one thing I've noticed is a little bit more calf. Your, your calf blow up on this thing on the sled, right? You catch calf like fatigue yeah, pretty quick. I can,
1: yeah, I definitely feel that. And I, again, I think it's like just the angle at which I'm pushing it that I prefer seems to be a lot more like calf dominant you know
0: what i mean Hmm. Mm-hmm. i've found i'm a little bit more sore in my calves in like achilles area and i don't i mm-hmm. don't and i'm i'm guessing that's what it's from yeah i mean a lot of this a lot of the motion is concentric right in a sled push i guess except in the calves like it, you do you will because if you're up on your toes right? oh no I, I guess you can yeah. come into it should lower right I guess a little bit more than your quads would, because like there's no eccentric loading right. like there would be for a squat. But do your cat? Would your calves even lengthen more? I guess than what your quads would. Yes. So Definitely more than your quads. Yeah. So that's where I'm feeling there. So I did a a benchmark, a 75 meter benchmark. That's what that's what I, I wanted it to be like long enough where there would be some time to like adjust from. Like if it's too short. You know, you improve five seconds, like that's great. But so I wanted to give it a little bit of time and it took like four and a half minutes or four ten, I think. And it was awful. And then, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do some brutal sets here. So doing like three by four minutes uh, or four by three minutes of sled push with like minute and a half to two minutes rest, like one to one rest, like a lot of rest and just making these brutal, brutal sets. I think is going to be an interesting route for that. And just doing it by itself is something I never hadn't really done too much of regrettably. You always try to like mix it into some sort of compromise situation because the running is so hard after that again, that's what I was focused on and I was like, okay, let's actually get better, better at this thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I think we've done stuff too, where it was like 30 on 30 off. For like five or six minutes so mm-hmm. it's like one-to-one rest but it's like they're shorter periods and the goal with that is like to full send it like for that 30 seconds and then like try to recover in the next 30 seconds and um i also really like that type of method as well because it's like kind of forcing you to be a little more explosive with it since it's like a short duration mm-hmm. like like a sprint it's literally like if you were to go do sprints um like on a track but uh I like the short recovery cause I feel like kind of simulates like how you might approach the sleds where you're taking the rest. If you're someone who does, cause apparently I don't do that often. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right. um, don't take it from me. But if you're someone who's going to kind of do that, like, okay, get halfway, stop, take a couple seconds, push the next halfway. Or like, if you feel like you're a person who needs to break a lot, I think that's also a good way to like really practice it.
0: What's your take on the weight? Like how heavy should it always be? weight oxypater heavier
1: i feel like that's the only way you actually will get the stimulus of it and honestly i think unless you have the same exact carpet that they have in a humid room you're you're still not really going to get the same the same feeling all the time um but I, i don't know i think there's pros and cons to that
0: you know it's again, I think it kind of falls like if you were talking about it in terms of the way that we would talk about a running workout, you mentioned doing short ones that they're like sprints. It's getting dark out here. Let me, let me get a little light up going. Um, it's, I think it could be the kind of the same way, right? If it's just these four minute intervals that are just grinding, yeah. they're going to be slow, right? Right. So that would be like only doing. Like longer tempo runs or something like that, and like yeah, you'll get better at the longer tempo runs, and like your overall endurance will improve, but your speed probably isn't gonna improve very much, right? So that's where I'm kind of like looking at this now. It's like I don't think it has to be like an empty sled. I don't know how much that's gonna help, but I think there's there's like ends of okay, this kind of feels like high rocks weight where it's a bit of a grind. But if I take like a plate or a plate and a half off, I can actually move it with some intensity. Yeah. Then I think that there's a little bit of uh, of merit there. And then you can kind of like totally. really drive into it and kind of. I, I just did, just now I did five by 90 seconds with 60 second rest and just like trying to blow myself up and continuing to go. And it sucked. It was yeah. really hard, but it was like a little bit lighter, but I, there was yeah. nothing stopping me. You right. You know what I mean? So I'd be like doing 400 repeats.
1: There's times when I'll do like a finisher of like five or six minutes of just continuous pushing. And so you have to lower the weight to be able to like actually make it the whole duration, but no breaks. Like you push it down, you push it back, you just keep going for the whole like five minutes. And, um, I think, I mean, the way your legs feel like blown up and like with that, like lactate buildup after, like, I think that is also a great way to simulate it. And I'll, I'll do that at the end of a workout, um, sometimes or, um, or like finish with something similar, but it'll be like, like a push all the way down and then like a backwards drag. Like, so you're kind of simulating the sled pull a little bit and you're, mm-hmm. and then you go back to the push and then the sled drag and you just keep doing it back and forth. Um, and that, that's been a good technique. I feel like for me, that but it does a- not have to be that heavy for it to really crush you. Oh
0: yeah. That's that. <laughs> I used, I used similar pieces in my DECA prep last year with the tank. And I was like, I'm yeah. just going to push this thing for forever. And I would just do yeah. yeah, like four to five minute intervals. And to me, that really taught me that like, yes, my legs will blow up, but if I keep moving, like nothing really gets worse.
1: Yeah. It's you know just what I mean? kind of the same. Kinda, yeah, totally. You can
0: just kind of totally. deal with it and like trying yeah. to wrap, trying to wrap my head around like, oh, that, and that, that happens in wall balls for me a lot too, with, like the shoulders, like my shoulders start to go, they Shh. go, echoes away from me. I'll like go and be like, okay, my shoulders are tired, but like nothing bad's going to happen if i keep going like i don't blow up to the point where i can't pick up the ball with my arms right
1: it eventually right.
0: kind of like flushes its its way out but it's uncomfortable so it's definitely that,
1: uncomfortable and yeah. i think that's why people end up stopping and breaking a lot because it gets to that uncomfortable level but it like you said it doesn't really get to the point where you can't do it it's just like the mind saying like okay you need a break because this feels like shit you know it,
0: it's yeah it's it might actually <laughs> i've gotten to a point in a high rocks competition or in a race where i'm like okay my legs actually they're out of juice <laughs> I, yeah. I do need i do need to actually i actually stop feel
1: here. that way during the the wall balls like often really like yeah like i'm cramping like my if i got up on my toes at all on a wall ball oh, sometimes at that point my calves yeah, yeah, yeah. are done yeah, like, yeah, I am full charlie horse on both sides, like
0: over. What's going on with you? You just like straight I don't up know. J- like Jim bro I, style, skipping calf jacked, day. So I
1: don't just, get it. What's going on understand. with
0: the calves? I don't know. Just doing raises out there. Just got, <laughs> just got big arms, little calves, like regular.
1: Yeah. Like a, yeah. No, I'm like just every dude out there.
0: That what the What is that? What is that competition? <laughs> a fitness competition where they, they don't judge the legs.
1: They don't judge the quads. It's like, yeah, they're what? just in board shorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's me—just me. big arms, no butt,
0: <laughs> j- j- and just, j- just like small, calves. small, tiny calves. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of ways to go about the sled, but I think, I think, intentional work, you know, and outside of just making it be compromised, and because again, that's a mistake that I've made—is just making it so specific, so, spe- so specific, so specific, that. I, I will lose ground on the sled itself because people, other people are are very, very honed in and focused on it. So I think just like intentional time on the sled is a good place to, to kind of go about it. Yep. All right. Let's talk about some strength training for hybrid racing. Okay. This is up your alley. This is up my alley. What do you, what would you consider like a good base for strength? What's the best way to kind of maintain it? And what we'll kind of like vol- it's <sighs> like a very broad question, um, yeah. And I guess like let's talk about let's talk about maintenance for strength, right? Right. A lot of athletes who are coming into these events are are going to be more. It seems like more athletes are coming from a strength background than a running background. Mm-hmm. And they kind of look at the training like, okay, like I'm strong enough, right? But there's still strength training that you can kind of do. But I guess it's like how to know when to do strength training when you're already strong enough and how much to kind of back off or not back off to try to maintain that during like a strength phase.
1: Yeah. If you're strength training to the point where it's negatively impacting your ability to run on a regular basis, then I would say you should pull back. This race is more than half running. So if you are going into your runs especially your intentional like like your intensity runs and you are beat up regularly from whatever strength training you're doing I would suggest that you maybe evaluate that. Mm. Um there's obviously a base level of strength that is required to get through a lot of this stuff but a lot of it is also just that like muscular endurance. So you don't necessarily have to like Pick up a ton of weight to be able to have that ability, you know. Like, um, and if you're doing a lot of the movements regularly, and you're doing them like at the distance or in weight that is required in the race, you're going to be really building that muscular endurance anyway. So, like, if you're doing walking lunges with at least forty to fifty pound sandbag, and you're doing a lot of them, like you're gonna you're gonna keep a lot of strength in your legs. Just from that, um, I kind of in, in season and I think you can periodize it just like with anything. So like in the summer, I was hitting Metcon work a lot. I was hitting like the the gym and just getting back to like my real functional strength, um, like Westside barbell style lifting, which I love to do. For So for me, mentally, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't because... I wasn't competing in Hierarchs at that point. So during a season, I'm kind of keeping a lot of the Metcon work in. Because again, I think Metcons are a great way to keep strength and volume, strength volume in your repertoire without it like beating you up so bad. Um, I, That's how I feel about it. And then I keep usually one to two days of just pure lifting in my program. So like a a leg day, like a full leg day, a full upper body day. And then the rest is like, I kind of mix in like some Metcon stuff to keep, to keep a lot of that in there. And that's worked for me. And then it's like, you just have to really plan when you're hitting things based on what your week looks like with workouts. So like I, You know, if I had an intensity running session on Monday, then maybe Tuesday I hit my leg day because I know I won't hit another intensity running piece until like Thursday. So it gives me a full day to kind of recover
0: from Mm -hmm. that. For sure. If that makes sense. It does. And I think that that's (sighs) like the one point that you made is just like, yeah, make sure it's not taking away from your running. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think that. It, it's, I think it might be hard for an athlete to know how how flat they're feeling on their running if they're not super dialed in with running. True.
1: That's a good point.
0: But I think it would also be just more like – I think people would – kind of like how you said it's like a mental refresh. I think right. people will look at it and be like, I could run or I could lift, and I like lifting better, so I'm right. going to lift instead. And if you're right. doing that, then like – and you're already strong enough. Like if you're already strong enough, you know. Yeah. Right? Like the – this the required strength in these events is it's not it's not n- nothing but it's not incredibly high
1: do your dear do your, like squat and deadlift numbers like matter really
0: I don't think so in the women's i don't field, think so in the women's field you you have good lifts lauren probably has some good lifts mm-hmm and then outside of that do you think like, Belle, who got third, right? I I wouldn't imagine she has right. great lifts. That's a
1: that's a perfect example. Right. Because I think she's just, like, a very springy athlete, so she's very good at certain station work because she has, like, a very, like, more like a fast twitch posterior chain from, like, her jumping background. Mm, but, mm. like, if you put her under a barbell, like, probably imagine. not the strongest. I mean, right. I could be totally if Belle hears us and she's like, I bench two twenty five, please DM me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Holy shit. You know, but, um, but yeah, I think it's like, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Like, and you know, you go, you keep going down. Like Tara's lifts are pretty good. She's worked on it. Like Alondra's lifts are pretty good. She's, but she's like, has a bit of a strength background. Like, I think Michaela's lifts are.
1: When she posts like stuff, cause she posts pretty frequently. She's not doing anything heavy mm.
0: that,
1: that I would consider heavy. Not right. my heavy. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. for sure. And I and I think she does a lot. I think her lifting style is just really high volume.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm.
1: I think your just training style is really high volume. For sure. But
0: <laughs> for sure, I think
1: she's like a ten by twenty back squat type person. Ugh. I know. I just would get bored. I think, yeah. think like just be like, oh my god, what number am I on? You yeah. know. Right.
0: And in terms of like maintenance for strength, I think you can maintain strength really well off of just like one or two lifts yeah. so like lifts. Like if you just I are mean, at like the eighty-five percent and like you're doing this three by five at like eighty percent or five by three. Yep. At like eighty five, I think you're gonna be pretty good. You're not gonna get stronger, but it's not gonna like you're not your strength's not gonna drop off.
1: Totally. And that's then like the pudding for me has been like keeping kind of that like two to five occasionally I'll throw in like a one RM but it's pretty rare but like that two to five rep range on all like the compound movements I am not that much far behind than when I was like really pure lifting mm-hmm. um right maybe five to ten percent you know what I mean and occasionally I'll pop something where I'm like oh my god like I just hit my my same max. Like that was cool. And it's it's kind of out of nowhere, but like yeah, I think if you just do maintenance work, you you keep a lot of that.
0: Yeah, he, like in a I guess there's another I guess another question is here. The, the, this person didn't ask the, uh, Brandon who who asked this question. He didn't ask this specifically. But how much do you think people will think they're losing strength if they are losing an aesthetic. Do you know what I mean? Like if they...
1: (laughs) Probably most people. Right. Even I I feel that way sometimes. I'm not looking
0: so yoked. I'm I'm weak. I'm skinny.
1: Where did my shoulders go?
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) How do you deal with that?
1: Uh... I'm the wrong person to ask us because I'd be like, lift. I just go lift more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing for me is like it just making sure that you're you're maintaining diet. Mm. Um, I do think you can have a lot of ebbs and flows in this type of sport with body, like what your body looks like and like body composition. Even um, like there have been points where I've like dropped a couple pounds, like unintentionally, with just like higher running volume even though I was still lifting. And then maybe at that point I just needed to increase my like calorie intake, um, Mm. and just like, didn't really realize it, you know? Um, and then there's other times where like, I think I just said this on Sunday, I was like, am I like too big right now? Like, do I need to like, am I like too muscly? Um, so I think the, I think that's just very typical in any sport is like, you're going to have like, Kind of like what your body looks like for peak performance. Right. And that might not necessarily equate with what you feel like aesthetically your peak aesthetic look should be. And this is an endurance sport. Like when you go look at like endurance athletes, you know, they're not like super big, muscly, jacked, like have all of these striations and things like that. So. I think it's just something that you kind of have to expect and also just accept that this is about body. This is about output, you know, not, and and I think we all are a little vain and that that's something we like, we do like to look good, but for me, right. And for me, like I feel like when I'm in my best shape and I'm performing my best, I'm happiest with the way that like I look too. So it's kind of can go hand in hand.
0: That was what I experienced as a runner. I used to think like being skinny was like how I wanted to look, but because I knew that was what was going to help my performance the most. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, that's how I equate what I, I want my body to look like, what I think will help it perform the best. But not everybody's like that. And sometimes the goals can kind of be crossed. It's like, oh, I want to be awesome at at this event, but not at the cost of looking good. It's like, okay, so your main right. goal is looking good. So if that's the case, then yeah, like – do more accessory lifts. Stay in the gym. Make sure you're on top of your protein and carbohydrate intake, like you mentioned, For because sure. that is those are the p- the areas that you'll spend so much more in. And If you're doing more endurance work, you probably should take in a bit more protein than what like your like uh, 0.8 grams per pound of body weight or whatever it is or whatever you abide by. Um, you should probably crank that up just a bit. Yeah. But making sure your your goals are right, and that's the same thing with this too. Like if you're like, oh, I just like lifting, it's like okay. Like, do you want to be like mediocre at this and just they'll be strong. It's like, that's fine. If like, you want to
1: win the sled push, you'd keep doing that.
0: Yeah. And then if you, you want to win of, the
1: race, might be do a different the approach. other stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So in most of most of the programs that we're going to offer, there's going to be strength training. I mean, in in all of the twelve weeks, and in the and in my daily, there's at least two per week, and one compound lifting. Like we mentioned, it'll ebb and flow out of like right different progressions and time where it's like, okay, this is max strength. Now we're power. Now we're muscular endurance. Whatever, whatever. Like some classic periodization with it. But I think two days a week is plenty.
1: Yeah, I think it's solid. And I think it's enough to maintain, but it's not too much where it's going to like really flow over into impacting like your other sessions.
0: If you're coming from like some sort of like high level CrossFit or or powerlifting background, powerlifting might not be.
1: Yeah, maybe not. Powerlifting,
0: powerlifting is just like one, Um, maybe more like strongman, where there is some sort of like high rep and your your strength output over the course of many reps is is, is good. You might not need to lift at all. <laughs> like lift yeah. for lift for high strength. Like you got to still do the muscular endurance work. And I think you're probably gonna be better off. Yeah. Probably yeah. Probably.
1: I'd agree with that.
0: What do you think from a powerlifter standpoint? Like if they're coming from straight up powerlifting. What? I think power, the
1: power lifting stuff that I've done, like I'm not usually I'm sore from the hyper, like the accessory work. Yeah. I'm not sore from the the heavy compound lifting, you know, um, For sure. it's, it's all the, the accessory stuff, which you need to do to be good at the lift. Cause you need to, you know, work all of the muscles that are supporting the main lift. And that's like the point. Right. But, mm. um, yeah, that's usually when. Like, I'm sore from like the Bulgarians, not the, not the mm-hmm. like 3RM deadlifts. You know what I mean? Usually,
0: would you put someone, say, like, someone comes in and their deadlift is their, yeah, we'll just do their 3RM deadlifts uh, is already pushing like 350 on women's end and like Shh. 550 on men's end, right? Like, really strong people. Yeah. Would you just like put all muscular endurance work on them then? Probably. Right.
1: Because usually the people with the higher straight lifting numbers, the muscular endurance is not the strength. Right. So usually that that can actually be a weakness. So like even in my lifting days, I like work with a coach that was like really good and I would do stuff like even if I hit a heavy bench, I would do like an amrap bench after one one time and it'd be like max reps at body weight or something and like that stuff always kept like my stabilization was super strong like I could I could rep out a high number at a pretty high weight um and I keep that kind of stuff in my routine pretty regularly but most people are not doing that so I would say like that's when those people probably need to work because a lot of people love going and lifting up the heavy thing mm. they don't love doing four sets of 50 tricep extensions or whatever you know what i mean like that's a boring so
0: and yeah your
1: base strength numbers are super high then you probably need to just do a shit ton of like the the volume stuff like
0: and if you need to get like heavy lifting in maybe something that would be more uh like emom style where the workload will be higher like in the in the frequency of the lifts and the intensity would be higher. So it'd be like mm-hmm. work at like 80% of your deadlift and do it every 30 seconds for like yeah. four minutes or something like that.
1: Like short that. rest periods. Yeah. yeah. For sure.
0: So, so that can be a little bit more usable toward the sport because, yeah, it's great to be full on strong. But if you're not conditioned in almost any way – because like you said, if, you're, if you're, like, you're not interested in the accessory stuff, if it's more just pressing out the highest output that you can for – a couple of seconds like you're going to be behind on the muscular endurance side of things and the cardio side of things right. so that might be the right. move is like it, it not necessarily maintaining strength numbers but changing the style so that that strength is a little bit more usable for the sport
1: yeah for sure
0: but yeah so the strength training is definitely important on the other end what would you say for someone who's on the other end the runner coming in
1: the runner coming in probably needs to work on strength more than anybody. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming in and you're a really strong runner, you kind of have that down. But I will say the compromise running is an entirely different beast. Mm-hmm. So that's when I would say like if your pure running is good, because I would say like from doing hybrid, like my compromise running has gotten really good. Obvi- my inter- interval work has gotten good. My ability to string it all together and like, if I were to go run at 10K, that might not be as strong as it was. You know what I mean? Like sure. pulling it together. So if you're coming in and that's your strength, where you can run 10 kilometers or whatever in super fast time, you're probably going to have a harder time with the compromised running. So I would say that is where I would put your focus. And then kind of like shaking down like, okay, what areas are a struggle? station wise and then kind of like building a strength plan from there mm-hmm. um because obviously if you're a good runner you're probably a smaller person mm-hmm. and then some of that heavier work especially in that front half of the race might be a little bit harder if you're a runner your your muscular endurance is probably pretty good
0: your aerobic systems so you're,
1: you're probably going to be fine on lunges fine on like that type of thing but like, the sleds could be could be hard. For sure. And I feel like we usually see that with the athletes we work with.
0: It's just hard to – and, like, I think that if they did take the approach or, like, ah, uh, if they're not that interested in lifting, they could probably manage a high rocks just by doing the high rock stuff. Like, right. like how we mentioned before, just, like, breaking – it's, like, just pushing the sled often, pulling the sled often, figuring out ways to make it work for for them I think would be yeah. – Appropriate. I don't think every runner needs to necessarily be like, all right, I need to put on 50 pounds for my back squat and deadlift and and gain 15 to 20 pounds on my yeah. frame. There might be a point where it's like you, you're probably going to cap yourself if you refuse to get much right. bigger. Uh, but if you're just training strength kind of for the first time or for the first time in a long time, you're probably going to put a little bit muscle on your frame anyway just naturally. Some right. newbie gain, Newbie gains for that. So I think I can go either way. I, I, for a runner I probably I would probably recommend them just working the strength of the actual Hyrox or DecaFit event in, first. And then mm-hmm. if it's like it'd be great to just have way better output on like a pull or a press or a push, then maybe working something that's a little bit more specific. Cuz are probably going to have be a little bit they're probably going to less move less well have less experience in the gym and they might get beat up a little bit more often. So if you have time in the off season to to put some strength numbers in, I still think twice a week is plenty, maybe three times if like you want to accelerate things, but you got to still run. You got to be careful. True. All right. So those are some of the main questions that we had. If you are interested in checking out the app, seven day free trial, make sure to take a look. We will do these specifically for the app and not on like the 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 general podcast this will be exclusive content for the app members so make sure you take a look free trial 14.99 after that kidding me it's crazy
1: i had someone tell me today or ask me how much is this and they sent me like a screenshot of my story and i said 14.99 a month and they were like you're lying and I was like, no. And they're like, you get all of that for that. And I was like, yes. Sign it's crazy.
0: Up. It really is crazy. I mean, like it really is. The traditional idea of of like the value of this is probably is, is clearly more than that. Like we were selling these programs yeah. for between sixty and ninety dollars for just a twelve week right. program. And now you're just getting that for the $14.99 a month, right? Um But it just like it's helpful. We want it to be accessible for people. We want it. We don't want there to be a barrier for entry. Cause if it was like 50 to 60 a month, which, you know, we could easily justify cause yeah, that's going to be the, the response we're going to get. It's like, oh, this seems underpriced, but it's like, it yeah. just, it fits in. It fits in with like your Netflix and your Spotify and your Hulu, whatever it's like. <laughs> and it's exactly. the same type of offering, right? It's a ton of content. It's a ton of stuff for you to do. So check yeah. it out.
1: Check it out. Check
0: it out. You got a workout of the week? You're competing, but.
1: It's Monday, so.
0: <laughs> Last week.
1: I just uh Oh, I did a good one. I did a 20. It's, it was kind of DECA, kinda high rocks. Had a little combo. It was a 20 cal row into 20 RAM reverse lunges
0: mm-hmm.
1: each side. Into 20. Ram burpees okay. into 20 cal assault bike into 20 wall balls into 20 burpee broad jumps. And I did that 20 rounds. <laughs> I think it was five.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> five rounds. And the intent on the machines was to hit it really hard so that way, those like two, it was like a machine two stations after machine, two stations after and the intent for me. And that was like hit the machine hard. So the stations sucked. Mm -hmm. So I was winded trying to catch my breath, um, that kind of thing. So that was really fun and good. And it was like short enough. I think it was like probably between 30, somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes. Um, that was like my before work to the round. No rest. No rest. Okay. I went right into it.
0: Nice. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Wall balls after assault bike is a is a great way to train your wall balls.
0: It'll make you it feel like shit. Your
1: legs <laughs> are just hurting, so that's my workout of the week.
0: Nice. I did something. Uh, I wouldn't say similar. I was going to just give away the yeah seventy five meter sled push and then I think I did three by three minutes. And just like I think I had two minute rest in between. Just try that. That's plenty. That's all you need. That's as hard that's as hard as it gets. <laughs> yeah. It truly is. Uh, but I did a similar um well, I did I did a one-on-one rest. So this is something similar that we kind of did at camp. I I guess we didn't really do anything like this. This is this is more like deca mile work with kind of hierarchy movement. So it was three total rounds of three different um, Interval pieces. So it was 250 row, 25 meter sled push, 200 meter run, all done like hard, right? So I took, the, I did mm-hmm. lighten the weight slightly on the sled push just so that wasn't taking a, a ton of time. And I wanted it all to kind of equal out to like between two and two and a half minutes. So 250 row, 25 meter sled push, 200 meter run, rest two minutes. Then it was uh, 250 uh, s- ski, 25 meter sled pull, and then 200 meter run. And then it was 25 cal assault bike, a uh, hundred meter farmer's carry with high rocks weight and 200 meter run. So I did that sequence three times through and it was good.
1: Nice.
0: It was not, it yeah. was good. It definitely got me feeling, feeling lactic Got that VO two max kind of, uh, exertion working pretty well. And it was, but with the one-on-one rest, it's doable, right? It's hard every time. Totally. But you can continue to go to the well, and when you're switching up the modalities, yeah, you can do it for like an hour. You can do it for forever. Right. So, so that was a good one. That I like was a good that. One. We got anything else nice. to plug? Drink power lift?
1: Drink Powerlift. Underdog Energy.
0: Driven Nutrition.
1: Driven Nutrition.
0: Ten thousand. Wear ten thousand. Yeah. You you do wear ten thousand, but like, I do
1: wear ten thousand.
0: You you you're repping it.
1: I rep. I rep for the
0: brand. <laughs> yes, indeed. And then yeah. maybe Battle Bunker next, definitely Chicago for sure. Yeah. Undecided on Stockholm? Deka. Stockholm's I'm happening? Decided. Decided? I'm decided. You're decided?
1: I'm decided. And honestly, the the factor was that I missed the deadline.
0: <laughs>
1: so the, I was like, well, I guess fate decided. That's the universe telling me to go going to, Sweden. to Stockholm.
0: And you're, so, are you going to do doubles with Kent?
1: We're gonna do doubles. We're definitely doing Dallas. We're all we're all going to Dallas. Is that um, what we're doing?
0: Let's do it.
1: RMR in Dallas. We'll Come be hang there. Out.
0: We're gonna be Come hanging out. out.
1: Ask us questions. We want truly for the community to grow in this sport, and if we can help that happen and help get interest, um, and and you know what's really cool to see is like just seeing people get intrigued by it. I have a few local people that I've just run with in my running community that are like what you're doing is so cool like can you coach me I just want to do like workouts like that nice um not really any intention of like I'm trying to convince I'm like you should try high rocks you know I'm trying to like get them to the point where they would want to actually do a race but like just people enjoying this style of training um is really exciting to see and I mean again like I think you get great if you're someone who just likes to be fit, you get great results doing this type of stuff. Like for I've sure, never been more fit overall. So
0: that's for sure. And I, I almost had an, uh, an experience like that this past week too, where I needed to n- like stop myself from like being like, oh my god, you should definitely do high rocks, like a, like a crossfit yeah, right. person back in the day. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. I don't want that to become my personality, where I am just like convincing people, every person that I meet yeah. to do a high rocks, even though it is awesome, and you should it definitely awesome. try it. Because it's yeah. super fun, very fulfilling. It's a great time. For sure. So yeah, we're doing we'll be in Chicago too. I'm try I'm trying to get something set up maybe at both places where we can have some sort of parte. Hell yeah. We can hang out. I like it. We can hang out. Talk shop. That's in, that's it. So we'll let you guys all know about that. But again, check out the app. Appreciate you listening in, submit your questions. We'll talk to you soon.